It's time for Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. Brought to you by Thielen Meats, Oars and Mine Marine in Crosby, Bermel Shoe Store in Randall, Livax Marine in Isle, and by Radco, your truck accessory pros. Now, here's your host for Brainerd Outdoors, Brian Moon. And welcome into this week's show. We've got a lot to cover as always. Fishing uh, getting a little better here as we get uh, into mid-August and uh, we'll get full lake reports from all across the Brainerd Lakes area and a little bit further north from Nate Blazing, Ray Gildow, Steve Sapaniak's got the latest out on Mille Lacs and Ray's actually going to break down the uh, whitefish chain of lakes this week and uh, give us some information on that. Uh, I'll got all that and a whole lot more plus Mandy Urich dropping by to talk bass fishing right here on this week's edition of Brainerd Outdoors. And we kick the show off with our Lake and Field segment brought to you by Oars and Mine and Crosby. Oars and Mine can set you up with a full line of live bait and tackle, a new rig, fishing reports, and the perfect dock arrangement for your lakeside living. The gateway to the Cuyuna Lakes area, Oars and Mine on Highway 6 in Crosby. And we kick off the show with our local report. Nate Blazing, SNW Guide Service, joins us as always, Nate. And uh, kind of more of the same, I guess, this week. Uh, hit and miss here and there, Nate, is pretty much what I've heard. What about you? That's exactly what I'd say, Brian. And one of my, I'm going to use a line from one of my favorite movies, if you know, The Big Lebowski. It's uh, strikes <laughs> and gutter balls, dude. Well, that's exactly what this week has been. And, you know, you hear the slogan for being a fishing guy you're either a zero or a hero and that's exactly what it's been this week so yeah it's kind of tough and do you think it's water temps is it weather patterns nate uh i mean we're into kind of the dog days they always say this isn't really great for walleye this time of year but uh it just seems to me like you know everything's kind of hit and miss right now yeah, I think it's probably a combination of everything, Brian. It is, you know, kind of the dog days. So I'll, I'll, I'll finally give in to that, that that's where we're at. And it's got me lamenting for September and August or October fishing coming up. But uh, I think we've had so much different weather patterns with front coming in, fronts coming in. And, and then also there's a lot of traffic out on the lakes. And, and truthfully, I think the fish are, are fairly well fed right now so they can kind of eat when they want to. Um, but all the more important, I would say, for the success that we have been having, it just seems you got to be a little more dialed into the bite windows, and they're not real big, and they might be morning, they might be evening, or, you know, if uh, wind changes or something like that. So there's all kinds of things that I think are attributing to, to it. But overall, yes, fishing's been very up and down. So And it hasn't been just walleye, too. I mean, uh, I, I've heard bass fishing has been a little slow. I mean, we haven't quite got into the crappies yet. Uh, musky fishing's been kind of up and down. I, I guess pike are doing okay. But, um, yeah, it's it's all across the board. Right. I would agree with that. Pike has been the most consistent, and I'd say that's pretty much been all year. You can still find those, whether you want to go deep, you know, for those bigger fish or shallow for the smaller fish in the lakes, and it sounds like the rivers are just active in general. But, uh, you know, the bass fishing we were talking off air, that, that's usually our kind of fallback on for family guide trips and stuff like that. Well, <laughs> that's been almost as difficult as walleye fishing at times. So it, it just seems like the fish are kind of in the funk, and that's why I'm – I'm just hoping that things straighten out here sooner than later and we get the normal bite going, which I do think will happen. Just uh, just might take a little bit. You know, with the pike being one of the you know species that you can catch, is it because they're just such aggressive feeders, 
Is that why they're actually the species right now that people can catch? I think so, and they're, for the most part, kind of the lakes are at least around the Brainerd area, the the top of the food chain, and so, I mean, that's the lure of pike for a lot of people is they are a little easier to catch. You can catch them using lots of different presentations, lots of different locations, but, um, you know, all the more reason why the DNR kind of made changes to the regulations here. I think it was been three years ago now trying to get some of the smaller handler handles out and get more of those trophy pike in. I would say it does seem like we're seeing to see some nicer, you know, mid to upper 20-inch, 30-inch fish. And and so maybe our, some of those littler ones are getting weeded out, and I think that'll help the forage base for the rest of the fish species too. But, yeah, lots of pike around and most all the lakes around here. There you go. And uh, one thing, too, you and I were talking about, too, uh, people that are out on the lake, there's a lot of boat traffic out there right now, Nate. You've seen it. I mean, you're guiding every day. I've seen it. Um, people just need to be aware and just be smart when you're out there. Yeah, you know, this past weekend, I'd say uh, we were on numerous lakes, but Gull in particular on Saturday, Sunday. There was a couple of tournaments, large tournaments, so you had that additional traffic plus your regular recreation traffic. And it, it, I want to say it was busier than the 4th of July, so... Uh, it was absolutely crazy. It took me 40 minutes to get my boat loaded from the landing. And, and that's all fine and dandy because it's everyone's lake. That's great to see everyone out there. But seeing some pretty crazy stuff in terms of buzzing by boats really fast, too close uh, at the landing, <laughs> uh, several boats hitting each other and that kind of stuff. And, and the other thing I'd like to say is the DNR kind of pushed their slogan here the last couple of weeks about own your wake. And uh, that goes to everyone, recreational folks. Uh, fishermen that you know i'm starting to get whiplash from banging against wakes that are throwing me around in the boat just be aware of how close you go and how far and a big of a wake you're making because that that is a safety issue as well and i think it's a pretty important thing that's probably not going to go away you're going to be hearing more and more about it because i'm seeing some pretty crazy stuff out there so just be aware of your situations and it'll be fine yeah just uh be you know practice etiquette basically is the whole thing and you also said too there's a lot of dead vegetation out there too that people need to be aware of yeah there's there's some pretty good sized mats and again if you look at all the traffic it's you know stuff's really getting churned up some of those back bays the mud the water's pretty muddy from beating against the shoreline and stuff so uh it has made fishing in certain areas especially when there's a wind change kind of difficult because you know, again, if you're Lindy Rig and you feel like Darth Vader trying to use your rod to get around it, if you're trolling, you get fouled up quite a bit. So um, hopefully that'll start slowing down here a little bit. But, yeah, there's a lot of vegetation, and I've talked to a few folks that work at resorts, and every morning they have to rake the beach, and they're getting trailers full of dead vegetation floating up. So there's a lot of it out there. One last thing, Nate, uh, if people want to get off of maybe some of the busier lakes into some of our smaller you know, panfish, crappie lakes and stuff. Uh, can they have some success, do you think, right now? Or have you heard anything there? Uh, yeah, I think you can, um, especially for the sunfish type thing. I, I've heard pretty good things about that. Even the bigger lakes, I would say we found some of the schools that were marking out deeper, You they, they actually mark like walleyes. And you either put the camera down or a chunk of nightcrawler or something, and you'd be surprised. To, there's some really nice bluegills and such. Um so you can do that, I'd say, on pretty much all the smaller lakes. Uh, you might have to weed through some smaller fish, but there's definitely quite a bit of panfish going. The crappies, I have not been chasing them, and I haven't heard a whole lot as of yet. But again, if I were to try and look for them, 
I'm probably looking at deeper edge of the cabbage. Um, and then once those water temps start cooling off again, the fall bite usually really gets good for them out in that deeper water. So we're a little ways from that yet, but. How's Sherry sitting for uh, bait up there at the bait shop? She's actually doing okay. Um, again, that's been kind of up and down. Um, a lot of the chubs at least had dependent been depending on how much rain we got and we were dry for a while so it was hard to get she got a pretty good shipment in of red tails uh, i think she got some more sucker minnows in some leeches so she's sitting pretty well but again she said this has been probably one of her busiest years if not the busiest so she'll get some bait in tackle in and it's you know you turn around and come back the next time and it's it's pretty cleared out so she's going through some tackle and bait which is good for her but uh I think uh, she's still got some some selections for bait. If if folks are interested, they should swing up there. You know, that's the thing that's so interesting about this year. And, I mean, we're in a time that we've unprecedented. But, you know, you think about how long she's been in business, and for her to say this has been her busiest year, I mean, that, that shocks me that you actually would say that because, I mean, there there were times, I mean, when this – she would be so busy in there and – this year, actually, her saying that is just incredible. Right. And and I would say it, it changed a little bit because of opener. When opener started, you know, we were kind of in the beginning of the COVID stuff and people were unsure and maybe in between going to their cabin or whatnot. But so it was probably average to maybe a little slower than average opener. But since then, it's just completely turned around. And <laughs> I feel bad for her because I walk in and she just looks like, you know, she's she's low on sleep and business is good. So you got to make uh, hay when the sun's shining. So good for her. But yeah, it's uh, she's definitely having the traffic go through the shop. So, so that's good to hear up there at S&W Bait. Uh, that is Nate Blazing. He is with S&W Guide Service. Nate, people want info on you. How can they get it? Sure. You can call the bait shop at 218 218- Eight two nine seven zero one zero, or look me up on Facebook, Nate Blazing B L A S I N G, or our guide web service is www.snwguideservice.com. And don't forget about the uh, Walleye Alliance tournament coming up here down the line too. Right, September twenty seventh, I believe it's a Sunday on Pelican Lake up by Breezy Point, out of the Elks Youth Camp on the south end of the lake. We have registration available on our website, which is walleyealliance.com, or you can find it on Facebook as well. It should be a really fun event, open to family-friendly kind of stuff. So if you're interested, take a look at it. There you go. Nate, I appreciate it. Good stuff as always. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. Take care, Brian. Thank you. More of Brainerd Outdoors after this on B93.3. Welcome back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3, and always a pleasure to have Mandy Urich join us. She is a contributor here to Brainerd Outdoors. Love to talk bass fishing with Mandy, and uh, we're kind of getting into that time of the year now, Mandy. We talked, you know, a few weeks ago with you. You love frogging and topwater and all that stuff. I mean, it's been kind of weird because we've had, you know, some nights that have been gotten, you know, the water temps have gotten cold and you know, temps aren't necessarily where they normally are this time of year. How has that affected bass fishing? It's really affected it. Uh, there's some bodies of water right now that are just off. And when I mean off, they're off. Um, the Mississippi River, for example, like the big pike bite is going. It's going great. It's a struggle. It's a big, big struggle right now to find active bass. Uh, it's 
you know, we're seeing it in our leagues, we're seeing it in our tournaments. Uh, it's it's just odd. And there again, I normally think that river fish are a little bit more stable through weather pattern changes. But at this time of year, normally there's a lot of bass in those back bays. Well, the back bays are shallow, so they're really affected uh, with cold overnight temps. And it you know they're the first to cool down and they're the first to cool or to warm back up. But it takes a while, right? And when it gets to a certain temp, the fish are just like, ugh, this isn't good. Well, then add on a bunch of rain. And then that increases the current and the flow ratio on the main channel and then blows, kind of blows those fish out of the area. So Mississippi off right now for bass, big pike bite going. On the other side, the Gull River crowing bass bite and pike bite has been phenomenal. <laughs> and, there, that, and that's crazy for me because the Mississippi is more turbid. It's dark water. Uh, where the you know the gull and the crowing is, is a little normally a little bit uh, clearer body of water depending on where you're at. Um, so that's a good thing that that bite's been good. Lakes our lakes one have been seeing a lot of pressure. We've had a lot of tournaments here. We had a couple high school tournaments, um, and the fish are everywhere. Like I, I, I had a night where they shouldn't have been where they were at super shallow, but they were um, to the point where I like to stay deep. You know, I'm putting that boat in 20 feet of water and finesse fishing right now. And I think we're kind of, like, getting to the end of that. Like, I haven't had a good jig bite all year long. And with the water temps going back down <clears throat> to actually, like, cooler than what they'd normally be this time of year because we should be in the dog days, right? Um, the fish are starting to school, which is awesome. So once you get on them, you can kind of have a little fun pounding on them. But... Uh, my go-to, I think, right now on, on our lakes, at least, is I'm going to find those steeper breaks. I'm going to start out deep and then work my way shallower. So um, as, as the day progresses and the water warms up, those fish should be moving shallower up onto those flats, into the vegetation. Uh, there again, what's, the cover is going to be really huge if it's overcast or bright sun. If it's raining or <laughs> really windy. Uh, those are some things to, to think about too. Uh, you know, just keep moving shallower until you find those fish. But uh, yeah, cheddar baits, spinner baits, um, still finesse fishing right now, chucking a craw tube. But it's one of those things where you, you don't have three th- you know three rods on your on your deck. I might have five just to kind of figure out what they want and where they're at. But yeah. It, it, I think it's going to be good. Like, I'm definitely looking forward to it. If weather stays the way it is, I think our big bite's going to come back sooner. You know, are there a lot of weeds out there right now, Mandy, too? I mean, is that something people want to get into? It is. Uh, I'm actually shocked. So the back bays on the on the Mississippi, where it should start seeing some die-off right now, are still fairly choked. Um same thing on like the Gull Crowing River. Uh, everything's pretty choked out right now. We're still having really good weed cover on our lakes too. So uh, we haven't had any of that stuff start to really die off yet. Um, and there again, like the fish are going to be in the vegetation, but not necessarily in the middle of it. Like it's, if the deeper the water, like those fish are going to be on the outside vegetation line, you know, where I'm 
focusing at least and then moving up into it. But yeah, we still have really good, good vegetation cover in some spots, almost too thick, you know, to the point where you might have to throw like a, a Johnson silver minnow or, or a frog in a non pad situation because it's literally all the way to the top of the water. You know, in talking with Steve uh, the last couple of weeks, too, he's surprised that on Mille Lacs, uh, the bass fishing has been, quote-unquote, quote okay. Um, and I'm sure you've probably heard the same thing. Uh, any reason as to why you think that is? Is it just that they're getting educated and have so many things thrown their way that they just have seen all kinds of stuff and just aren't interested? Uh, pressure's pressure, and I have no doubt, you know, that it affects them a little bit, but... Our, you know, our smallies are just like our largies too. And we get to the water temps and everything starts fluctuating up and down and random weather patterns without ever having, you know, a stable weather pattern is going to affect them too. Um, smallmouth, you know, they don't like warm water like largies do. So they're going to, they're going to start to almost go backwards on that bite uh, until the water temps come down a little bit and then they'll start to pick up. So I would assume in the next few weeks out on the locks, those water temps continue to fall that small mobile is going to continue to get better and better one question i wanted to ask you as we were talking here uh you've talked about doing a lot of river fishing what is the tactic difference between fishing a river like the crowing gull or mississippi or maybe fishing a gull lake or a malax or you know some of our other bass lakes around here do your tactics change quite a bit and things you have to do oh yeah absolutely uh, river fishing, um, I've got my go-tos that I, I absolutely love. One's a chatterbait. Like, I, I love a good chatterbait bite, a bug bait, a frog. Um, you're not really finesse fishing when you're, when you're fishing on the, on the river system. I'm looking more for a reaction bite. If you do get into, you know, some good stuff where you can flip a, a heavier jig or a Tokyo rig, or that's, that's what I have when I go to the river where when we're fishing lakes, like I was talking about, we're a lot more finesse fishing. So I'm getting the spinning reels out with a high vis line and throwing, you know, a, a shaky head with a worm on it or a Nico rig or something like that on our, on our lakes right now. I still like the chatterbait and I still like my spinnerbait and my DTs, but um, the finesse tactic really comes into play more on our lakes than it does on the river systems. So have you got out and done a little bit of walleye and northern fishing as well? I I haven't walleye fished in, in in quite a while, but obviously with our multi species series, uh, I'm, I'm I'm pike fishing, you know, every week to to pick up those those pike along with my bass, and I keep running out of time before I seem to get to the walleye. But I'm doing fine without that walleye for my total weight. So, <laughs> well, you and I were texting too uh, back and forth. I'll pull the curtain back here for a little bit. You and I were texting earlier this week, and. Uh, Outside of fishing, uh, it's it's hard to believe we started looking at the calendar and how quickly this summer has gone by. We're about a month away from bow opener, and uh, you and I are both are like looking forward to getting out in the woods and doing some deer hunting because that's going to be fun too. <laughs> the countdown has begun. I know. I almost <laughs> hate because I love the fall bite so much, but it's like we get into that little segue and it's like you got to make the hard decision, right? Like, are you going to fish or are you going to hunt? And I'm stoked this year. Like, we put a lot of time and effort into the food plots and the property and got game cameras out. And yeah, it's almost here. It's coming. <laughs> Have you seen a lot of deer around? Uh, I have. Um, the crazy part is I haven't seen a lot of fawns, 
I've seen a lot of deer, though. I only have a couple does that I've seen on my property with, with fawns, um, but I'm seeing a lot of spikes and um, older bucks. So I, I think we'll be okay. I'm not really sure. Everywhere else is saying that they're seeing a lot of uh, does and fawns, so it might just be in my location. Yeah, we'll see. But uh, looking forward to it. I mean, it's going to be going into fall is always fun. I mean, you got like you said, you got the fall fishing, you've got fall turkey, you've got uh, deer hunting and bear hunting and everything else that's going on. It's going to be uh, a good fall because that's the one thing, once again, with everything else being kind of canceled and all this other stuff, this is what we can still do. So it's kind of a cool thing. Mandy Urich. Mandy, if people want more information on you, how can they get it? You can find me on Instagram or Facebook or podcast. Just Google me. <laughs> there you go. Mandy, Mandy Urich. Uh, I appreciate it. Good stuff as always. A great contributor here to Brainerd Outdoors, and we'll talk to you soon, Mandy, okay? All right. Sounds great, Brian. More of Brainerd Outdoors after this on B93.3. Welcome back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3, and Ray Gildow joins us with the Nisswa Guides League. Ray out on the water fishing, but is taking a little uh, break to give us a bunch of great information, as he always does. And I guess, Ray, let, let's start off, as we always do, up on Winnie. Uh, what are you hearing up that way? Yeah, I uh, checked in with High Banks this week, or uh, today, I should say. And uh, Kim is up there uh, where they had two days of storms, some pretty good storms, lots of rain and lots of wind, actually a little stormier than we had here across the central part of the state, I think. And uh, then it's calmed down for a couple of days, and they've been still catching fish, and there's still evidence of a really good population of those 13 to 14-inch walleyes. Uh, some people are electing to keep those 14-inchers, and others are throwing them back and hoping they can come back next year and catch them as 15 or 16 inches. Um, there's also been a few northerns coming in off uh, jigs and minnows and with uh, some silver spoons, some little bit of trolling along the weed, the weed lines. And uh, so the report up there, when the weather's been good, the fishing's been actually pretty good. There's a big uh, walleye trail tournament there this weekend. Uh, it'll be Friday and Saturday, so if you're heading up that way, you might want to keep that in mind that some of those resorts will be pretty busy while this uh, two-day tournament's going on. But the, the bite's been pretty good. Uh, jumping down to uh, Leech Lake, I just got off the phone with my good friend Jack Shriver, Jr., who has uh, the bait shop there in Walker, and he just he's just getting off the lake with uh, customers. And they caught four this morning trolling crankbaits. They kept three. They threw one back that was a little bit small. And, um, you know, for this time of the year, in mid-August, it's usually when it's really, really tough fishing, I think, on, on Leech Lake. This summer, it's been actually better than the last few years. And the walleyes that they're catching, they've been able to keep most of them. They're not too big. And it wasn't that long ago, two, three years ago, where it was hard to find a walleye that you could keep. And so they're keeping a lot of those 16, 17, 18 inches, which are um, allowable there. And the, uh, you know, the limit is four on, on uh, Leech Lake. But it's uh, it's been a, a mixed bag, but it's been a pretty good report, I think, for this time of the year, that they're trolling crankbaits middle of the day and they're catching fish. So um, if you're all around that area, don't be afraid to jump on the lake and see what you can find out. And uh, my, my friend Jack fishes mostly on the west side, 
uh, as opposed to fishing on the east side or in the central part. I haven't gotten any reports on the central part of Leech Lake, so I don't know how it is on the humps or out in the rocks. But it's, um, I think, some of the good action with those 16, 17, 18-inch fish is coming off the weed lines uh, with crankbaits and probably with uh, crawler harnesses, too. And then um, just to say a few things about Brainerd, I haven't been over to Brainerd this week, but I have been talking with some people, and uh, they've been actually catching walleyes in the Brainerd area, too, uh, specifically on the north end of the lake, um, Cinesam, uh, Center Bar, the Rock Pile, uh, um, a lot of the by the hayfield. If you're familiar with Gall Lake, uh, don't be afraid to get up there on the north end and, and give it a try. Uh, because I think this summer's not been bad there either. And if you're a musky fisherman, you're probably not going to go to Gull Lake yet just to fish muskies because they're not that big. But they're now in that 34, 35-inch range, so there's starting to be some nice muskies uh, coming along there too. <clears throat> and then um, the, the, I guess the other thing I'd say is in general, uh, North Long, Round Lake, Gull Lake, Pelican Lake, the bass bite's been really good. Um, get off the weed edges. We've had some days now with rain coming through here, cloudy. Then you can go right up into that shallower water. Uh, I, I always start shallow and go work my way deep. Some guys start deep and then work their way shallow. But uh, when it's cloudy and windy and overcast like it is now, a couple of days this week, uh, those bass can be had right up there in the six to twelve feet of water. Um, with what you know, what I like to use is uh, power baits. Uh, I use a lot of worms and a lot of small jigs, and that's been really good for me. Uh, today, I wanted, also wanted to talk a little bit about, I think, one of the real jewels of uh, central Minnesota, and that's the whitefish chain. And we talked a little bit last year about the whitefish chain, and there are 14 different lakes connected to it. But one of the real good fishing areas is the upper whitefish itself. And for summer, I think the guys who labeled these must have been at a bar because everything is backwards <laughs> to what you would imagine. Upper whitefish is the farthest to the south. Uh, lower whitefish is the farthest to the north. Uh, lower hay is the farthest to, north, to the north. And upper hay is the farthest to the south. So everything's backwards to what we would normally consider. But the upper whitefish uh, lake itself, and it's just it's connected to the middle and to, to upper and lower, they're all connected. You can just drive right straight through that whole area. If you've got a map, you can see where you're at. Uh, you can get to it by going to Jenkins, and you'll find some public accesses on the maps there. I always go, before I get to Jenkins, uh, I take a, I can't remember the highway anymore, but I take a, the trip and come in on Lower Hay, and I put on the public access on Lower Hay. And then from there, I scoot up through. There's a narrow area with markers on it, well-marked, uh, and that gets us into upper whitefish chain. And that upper whitefish area is its just a phenomenal area. And this time of the year, I'll talk a little bit about the northern pike there, but just in general, it's characterized, this lake has got lots of shallow weedy bars, a lot of irregular weed lines, and a lot of deep water drop-offs. They drop off into 38, 40, 40 plus feet. And it warms up faster than middle or lower whitefish, and it will be usually more successful in the spring because it has more shallow areas with uh, four inlets, and it, it allows the water to warm up quite a bit. Uh, the species on this lake, a largemouth bass, the populations are fair. Uh, there have been a number of bass tournaments there the last few years, 
And uh, this average size is small to medium. For northerns, very good. This average size, uh, in my view, are from small to large. Uh, it's a great place to get some very big northern pike. Uh, and the walleyes are fair to good. They're, they're stocked there, and they're small to medium, but there are also some big walleyes in that lake. And then the crappies and the sunfish populations, I would say, are probably fair and medium to small. Um, it's probably not uh, the place where you'd go to catch trophy panfish, but they are small and medium there. In uh, the walleyes um, are most popular in the north of the mouth of the Pine River. It comes into upper whitefish. This area has some fantastic fishing early in the season, and when the larger lake uh, hasn't even thought uh, about waking up yet. And the drop-off in front of the river mouth will hold walleyes and lots of northerns. All summer, the northerns will be there and even into fall. And on the west side of the lake, the large square point directly across from Island Bar can be counted on for some late spring and early summer activity, particularly on the south side of the lake. A favorite location in the wide shallow area that separate upper whitefish and middle whitefish. Um, it's, um, there's a bar that runs across there and it drops off deep off both those sides. So if you're going from upper to middle, you'll cross that bar. You can't get there without crossing it. And that's a very popular spring and summer uh, spot and also a good fall spot. And trolling can be very productive. Uh, the depth averages from 6 to 12 feet in some of those humps. And the smaller walleyes will be, uh, smaller walleyes rather, will be cruising this area throughout the season. And don't pass up on the bars just west of the islands. There's a series of islands, and there's some nice bars off there, and this can be very productive in the spring and also in the summer and in the fall. The northern pike, this time of the year, is one of my, it's one of my favorite places to go. <clears throat> there are three points on upper whitefish and they're called the fingers and the fingers uh, go from the island west and when you go back to the island you're going to hit lots of shallow water four or five six feet of water but when you get out on the edge of those fingers and follow that break line that is some fabulous fishing for a northern pike and i have actually had days where we've gone in there and pulled 20 25 pike out and not kept any of them uh, and, and they've been deep, and we've been catching them on Lindy rigs with leaders or with uh, jigs, and we just strictly use sucker minnows, big sucker minnows. And every now and then you will tie into a big walleye too. Down in that 24, 25, 26, 27 feet of water, it's a really good spot from now until early September. I would say that's a very good place to start looking for that. And so the northern pike... Uh, if, when I say big, I'm, I'm not talking 25-pounders, but there are a lot of those northern pike are in that 8, 9, 10-pound range, and those are really dandy fish if you like to get a couple and keep them. You've got to make sure you know what the rules and regs are for keeping northerns now in that, in that area, but there's some dandies in that area. Uh, bass, you'll find bass uh, in uh, like Swedes Bar, uh, over by the Pine River, and a lot of these areas on the east side of the tips of the fingers, there's lots of shallow water, lots of vegetation. <clears throat> it's just full of bass, and it's just a lot of fun to fish. So uh, crappies and sunfish, the bass locations hold sunnies, crappies pretty much the same place. And it's just a really a neat area to go to. And uh, if you're not familiar with the area at all, like I said, I go in on lower hay, 
And Lower Hay is a deep lake. It's 90, I think 90 some feet deep. And you go across that and then you'll hit a little narrow where you go through the channel and then you get into the upper whitefish chain. And there are some days, uh, I know people who will go out there in the evenings now in August and throw crankbaits across Lower Hay in about 12 to 14 feet of water and catch really nice walleyes just trolling over that deep structure looking for those walleyes that are hunting in that shallower water. So <clears throat> if you want another lake to fish, if you want another area that's just also beautiful to look at, hit that upper whitefish uh, lake. It's a beautiful place to go. You know, a couple of things, Ray. Uh, number one, uh, you how <laughs> uh, you thought somebody that was in a bar basically named everything because the first time I ever fished that lake, uh, I got all screwed up because I was like, "What? What is? No, this doesn't make any sense." So you were spot on on that. But two, I, I, I have to tell you a real quick story. Uh, a long time ago, and this is in the book that I wrote on the history of the Nisswa Guides League. Ron Linder had Carl Lawrence, who was the founder of the Lawrence, uh, you know, tackle, or, uh, um, at the time they were just depth finders. Uh, he took Carl up to the Whitefish chain, and he had not been experienced up there. And they drove around and drove around and drove around, and, and he finally pulled over to the side and he told Carl, Carl, I have no idea where we are. <laughs> <laughs> and he got lost because, like, like I said, there's... Uh, 14 different lakes connected to it, and it, if you're not familiar with it, it's it's pretty easy to get turned around up there. Yeah, that's what happened to me. And then the other thing you brought up too was the pike fishing up there. Man, we we uh, the two or three times that I've fished up there, we have really gotten into them. And uh, you're spot on with that too, because th- that can be some really good fishing right now. Oh, it can be fabulous! It's just a it's a wonderful place to go for for northern pike. Yep. So there you go, Ray Gildow with the Nisswa Guides League. And once again, Ray mentioned his book too. If you want to check that out, Legends and Legacies: The Story of the Nisswa Guides League. I'm sure you can still find it. Just uh, Google it uh, through Amazon or something like that. I'm sure you can find it that way too. And uh, Ray is, uh, you can check him out, RayGildow.com. He's all over social media as well. Great stuff, Ray. As always, I appreciate the information. Good luck out on the water. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you soon, buddy. All right. Thanks a lot, Brian. And we'll be back with more Brainerd Outdoors after this on B93.3. Welcome back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3 and out to Malax we go. Steve Sapaniak with Predator Guide Service joins us. And uh, Steve, I, I I don't know, Malax a lot like a lot of our other lakes uh, this past week. It's been kind of hit and miss everywhere. Nothing really consistent. Had to deal with a few storms here and there. Uh, I, I would imagine things are pretty much the same out there too, huh? Yeah, very true, Brian. The storms haven't helped a bit, and you know, the water temperature has been fluctuating up and down yet. Uh, it, you know, it would be something nice if it would, would stabilize, but unfortunately, you know, up and down hasn't been helpful. But the only bite that has any kind of consistency, and I'm talking any kind of consistency, has been the walleye bite. It's been pretty good yet. You can catch them on anything and everything. Uh, other things are starting to pick up slowly. We need to get the water temperature down again. Early in the morning, we're starting off at 73, 74, but by midday, we're up in the higher 70s. You know, it depends where you go. I've seen one place a few days ago was uh, 80 degrees surface temperature. So it all depends where you go. But right now, things, yeah, up and down, just like the weather. Yeah, and uh, that's what I've kind of heard. Walleyes out there always 
seem to be the thing. You're probably not seeing the boat traffic, though, Steve, that you saw from opener until maybe the start of July, right? Yeah, you're absolutely correct. We're not seeing the traffic, especially now with kids getting ready to start school and everything. The buzz has settled down quite a bit. We're still seeing people from different states chasing the smallmouth bats. But then again, that's not as much or as many as we used to have. So, yeah, the traffic is really slim pickings this time of year here. So what for walleyes right now, Steve? I mean, we've talked before. You said uh, slip bobbers work, uh, lindy rigs work, uh, jigging a minnow seems to work out there, crawlers seem to work. Uh, we're getting close to lead core season now. All those things, would you try any of those, or is there one out of any of those that you would use as your go-to? Well, you know, that's a great question, Brian. I'm always, I've always been partial to Lindy Rigging. I love it. It's fun. It's challenging. But right now, anything and everything has been biting, doing good. Like you said, everything but lead core right now. So bottom bouncing with crawlers and spinners has been good. Lindy Rigging with uh, leeches has been real good. Yes, slip bobber with leeches has been good. Crankbaits early in the morning, late in the evening has been good as well. So it's just a matter of anything and everything. Just get out here, enjoy it. I wish I had an exact same spot to tell you to go to every time, you know, uh, like 26, 27 feet of water. But it's anywhere, anywhere from uh, 12 feet in the early morning, late evening to about 26, 28 feet uh, during midday. So it's been any place, anywhere and everything and every kind of technique going you, you'll pick up the walleyes, no doubt. You know, as many as we were getting a few weeks ago, no, but they're still biting pretty good. And don't forget about going in shallow. You would never think that this time of year, but uh, going in shallow into the weeds would not be a bad idea. Definitely not. You know, it's called snap jigging. You've got yourself a jig head with a minnow on it, you know, red-tailed chub, a shiner, uh, silver shiner, golder shiner. You've got a fathead minnow. You've got anything and everything like that for minnows. You hook them through the nose and you cast out or just slowly work the area with your trolling motor. You're in the weeds. You'll snap it up real quick and let it drop back down. Now, that technique and everything that you mentioned as far as the weeds and the walleyes is fantastic. This time of year, anywhere from 8 to 14 feet of water has been doing real well in the weeds, Brian. So definitely jig and minnow combination in the weeds. It's a winning situation. With that snap jigging technique, is that what we, you and I were doing up on Winnie that one time? Yes, it was, exactly. Only up on Winnie, when, when the uh, walleye hit, we just held steady and everything, and all of a sudden you felt it go weak for a split second, then they gobbled it. What they did on Winnie was they just grabbed the minnow and hold it. Well, what they're doing here in Malax, instead of grabbing it and holding it, is they're taking the minnow, the hook, and everything right away. So you and I are used to setting the hook like a Malax right away. Well, Winnie was a little bit different. You and I caught the fish, but it was a different technique we had to adapt to, and it didn't take us long. You and I were catching more walleyes up there as well. Yeah, it was kind of interesting watching everybody else up there doing the same thing, and you and I kind of looked at one another like, what the heck is going on here? But uh, uh, it, it was a very, very uh, good technique. It was. And, you know, it was an educational experience. You know, we were fishing with some top fishermen up there and everything. And, uh, you know, it's fun to learn different techniques. It's fun to learn different strategies. You know, you're, it's like the old saying, you know, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Well, in our case, especially mine, yes, you could. <laughs> For sure. Um, you know, we were talking throughout the show that the, the one thing here in the local Brainerd area and uh, some of the other areas like Winnie, we, we just talked about, uh, the pike bite has been really, really good. Uh, what about out on the lax? Starting to see some bigger pike, Brian. We've taken three, four of them up to the 40-inch class and just a hair over 20 pounds. But as far as the more consistent, the middle teens and everything, like from 12 pounds up to 18, 
a little tough yet. It has been a little tough yet. Why temperatures are still got them way out in the deeper part yet. They're below, sorry, they're below the thermocline in the cooler water, the bigger ones. You know, two weeks ago, we had a water temperature 32 feet down with 75 degrees. That is extremely hot. So that gives you an idea what's happening. A lot of smaller pike, Brian, up to five pounds, are, are starting to um, be caught more and more frequently and everything. Smaller spinnerbaits have been the key. Spoons have been the key, too. You can't beat a Lou Eppinger Daredevil. The original has been real good. Uh, Johnson Silver Minnow has been producing real well, as, as well as plastics like small medusas, bulldogs, stuff like that. Uh, crankbaits always, you know, something that imitates uh, wounded or dying baitfish or minnow has always been a hot ticket for pike, and they've been going well, too. Just not the real big ones yet. We're just on the urge, the edge, I should say, of them starting to go. So we'll look for that. And then uh, I was talking with a buddy of mine that was up on Leech, and he said they were doing uh, pretty good on muskies up there. Malax, obviously known as a great muskie lake, and I know you've been kind of out of commission here for a few days. You had some surgery on your hand, but um, what have you heard? I mean, have you talked to other anglers out there that have done okay? I have talked to other anglers, been in contact with some friends up here and everything. They're starting to see more muskies are starting to show up and everything in the weeds, which is good. Also starting to see some nice ones, which we were lacking to see, and some really nice ones in the shallow waters. Now, folks, when I talk shallow, I'm talking anywhere as weed bed 16, 18 feet. Same with the rocks. We're starting to fish the rocks this time of year also. Uh, the problem is when you've got such a natural forage base of whitefish and tulipy, like we do on Malax Lake out there in the main basin. You know, the big muskies moved out there uh, weeks ago, a couple months ago with the extreme heat. They found the whitefish and the tulipy by the millions out there, and they more or less have the attitude, why move into the shallows right now? We got everything we want. We're comfortable. It's cooler water out here. We're going to stay here. But, yeah, there's some bigger ones being caught right now. Not a lot of them. You know, right now when I'm starting to hear, though, is the same thing you and I talked about a couple weeks ago. There's a couple guys that uh, troll. They guide up here uh, with uh, deep crankbaits which is fantastic. You know, they're down 20, 30 feet. They're targeting these muskies that are after the whitefish and tulipy, and they're having decent luck. The problem is they're not slowing their boats down or their vessels down, whatever they're guiding from, and they're basically pulling, you know, dragging these fish that they're playing. The muskies going two to five miles an hour. You know, hey, folks, you know who you are. Please stop the pontoon. You don't have to keep killing fish like this. Hundreds and hundreds have been killed with that technique, and it's not sportsmanlike, and if you can't change it, don't guide. Yeah. You know, the funny thing too, Steve, is is the fact with muskies, I've always thought this was interesting because they're kind of the king out there. They don't have to hide anywhere like some of these other fish do. Same thing with the northerns. Um, so, you know, it's, it's kind of like you said, this time of year, uh, getting them in the weeds uh, is probably, you know, they're, they're probably more looking for food more than hiding than anything else. Oh, definitely. You know, every weed bed, you know, we're talking about the food chain. You know, oxygen on the cabbage beds is the highest concentration per volume of all the weeds. It attracts the microorganisms. We've talked about that zooplankton. Here comes the minnows, here comes the perch, here comes the bass, little hammer handles, walleyes, everything. It's the food chain. They love hiding in those weeds because they can catch and ambush anything and everything. One thing to keep in mind, a 20-pound northern pike, Puts up a good fight, Brian. But you get a 20-pound muskie, it fights twice as hard. It's incredible. But here's the problem. You can release that northern pike a lot easier if it's been stressed because they've got a lot of energy and everything. Where that muskie, it fights you to the point of exhaustion or near death. It gives you everything, which makes it harder to release these fish, especially if they come out of deeper water. So everybody goes, the muskie is so hardy, so hardy. Well, you know, they're a great fish, but they're not that hardy, especially if they exhaust all their energy. So, yeah, releasing is a little bit tougher. Just take your time. Yeah. 
And uh, that's a, a good point. Steve Pontiac, Predator Guide Service. You can check him out at predatorguideservice.com. Steve, I appreciate it. Good luck out there on the big pond. I know you're getting back into action now, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, buddy, okay? My pleasure, Brian. Thank you. And that's going to wrap up this week's show. Don't forget, you can catch Brainerd Outdoors just after 7, Saturday mornings, Sunday evenings at 7, and Monday mornings at 5, right here on B93.3. Stream us live at todaysbestcountry.com and brainerdoutdoorsradio.com if you're away from your radio. And we are all over the podcast networks, and so whatever platform you use to download podcasts, Just search Brainerd Outdoors and uh, download us for free. We would appreciate that. We'll see you next weekend for another edition of Brainerd Outdoors. I'm Brian Moon. Brainerd Outdoors has been brought to you by Thielen Meats, Oars and Mine Marine in Crosby, Bermel Shoe Store in Randall, Live Axe Marine in Isle, and by Radco, your truck accessory pros. Join Brian Moon Saturday mornings at 7, Sunday evenings at 7, and Monday mornings at 5, right here on B93.3.